Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goals. Welcome everyone to another episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack. And today we have Brent Bowers on our show today. Brent was actually on our episode 246, and he talked to us about land and how he got started in that space. And so we're very excited today to welcome back him back onto the show. How are you doing today, Brent? I am so good, Eileen. Uh, I am honored to be on here twice. I mean, I'm a slow learner, so sometimes I got to go to things a couple times. So um, this is just like the story of my life. Just got to do things two or three times. So this is going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait. Awesome. So Brent, last time we talked about how you got started in the land business and what you've been doing in that space. And so today, you know, like, can you give a little bit more about your background, just a brief overview for those who missed that episode and episode 246, if you guys want to check out that episode too. Yeah, absolutely. Love to, you know, I bought my first house in 2007, my first rental property. I had just gotten my real estate license in Florida and this was, I got a property under contract. I was going to be the buyer's agent on it. And I literally had to call my great grandma and ask for a loan for a thousand bucks. Cause it was literally like a, a, one of those like stated no doc type loans. You just got to have a, a, a actual breath, a heartbeat and, you know, okay credit and a job. Um, so it was like literally a zero down loan. So I was like, I'm going to get into this business and I'm also going to make a real estate commission by buying this house. So I told my grandma, I'll pay you back with the real estate commission. She said, you better, it's coming out of your inheritance. Um, I did pay her back, but I never saw that inheritance she was talking about. So got started in the rental business in 2007, actually let my license go in 2010 when I was deployed to Afghanistan. I ended up kind of taking a little break from the real estate industry because it got a little rough back there in 2008, 2009. I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably know about that and remember that like almost like getting your fingers burnt on the hot stove. <laughs> so I took a little break until about 2013 because I was overseas quite a bit, a couple of combat deployments and then 2013, started back in real estate again, started house hacking and uh, bought another rental. And then I had this problem though. I was always, always maxed out, always broke. My Home Depot card was always, always maxed out. And I was like, there's got to be an easier, better way for real estate investors uh, to buy and hold. I thought I wanted to be a buy and hold real estate investor. And then I was like, no, maybe I hear about wholesaling. You don't need any money or any credit. I'm going to start wholesaling houses. So I got a description to PropStream and found all the notice of default houses. And I literally wrote down the addresses because I didn't have a printer. I drove around and knocked on all the doors. <laughs> and after about the fifth time that uh, I was in Florida, by the way, after about the fifth time, one of the NFL linebackers opened the door all mad because they're behind on their bills. I started knocking quieter and quieter and quieter. Uh, then I resulted, like I resorted to leaving notes on the door. And that one of those notes turned into two wholesale deals. And then I moved with the military to Colorado and my wholesale business was struggling because I'm now full-time military again, back in the swing of things. I didn't have as much time. I couldn't meet sellers. And 
I was like, man, there's got to be a better way, an easier way. So I started listening to podcasts just like this one, searching for answers. And I heard a guy talking about buying land at massive discounts. And I was like, there's something to this. I was mailing the tax delinquent list at the time for houses only. But I was like, man, I can mail the tax delinquent land. So I mailed 687 postcards. I got about 87 phone calls from those postcards just to land and did two deals within like a few weeks of that first mailer. And I didn't have to meet these sellers. I didn't have to meet the buyers. Um, I just did a couple quick flips, put cash in my pocket. And ever since then, I still got the house business going because I have an amazing team doing it. But the land business is going right alongside of it, giving us a massive passive income that just gives us like lifestyle freedom. So that was a lot, I know, but I had I had to change it up a little bit from the last one. Episode 246, I had to step my game up to this episode. Oh, thank you so much, Brent. Oh, that was awesome. So I'd love to focus a little bit more on, you know, you've been able to create within your business a more of a passive type of lifestyle here where you're not really focused on the hands-on day-to-day types of activities. And so from your end, how like what was that mindset shift for you? And what was kind of like the when before when you were kind of doing everything on your own to actually starting to outsource things and recognizing, you know, that you're better off handing off some of these different tasks to other different people? And how have you been able to build that side of your business? Yeah, I know. I mean, mindset, I love like talking about mindset and I mean, I'll be honest for you. A lot of people, a lot of listeners probably thinking, oh my gosh, I I couldn't turn my business over to somebody. I couldn't turn the appointments over. I couldn't turn the leads over. I mean, literally my acquisition manager told me on a voice memo a little while ago that her phone was ringing and her husband kind of like shouted out, like they've got a farm and she was like down the hill and said, hey, radio ads are calling or the radio ads calling and they know the radio ads cost us a lot. Like that's like something we don't just let ring. And he like picked the phone up because like he didn't want his wife to miss that lead. So you got to just be willing to hand things over and know that someone else is going to do the job just as well as you. And it's really easy for me because I'm not a good consistent person. If it is up to me to make sure it happens every single day, day in and day out, it's not going to happen. So it was really easy for me to hand that over, that kind of stuff over. But you just got to be willing to just just know that the mistakes are going to happen and know that other people are going to own it. As long as you allow them to own it and don't micromanage them, they're going to do a great job. And you just got to know that in your mind. And if they don't, then you got to correct course very quickly. And so what would you say is, if you were to look at your week, how much of it is actually you doing more of the active type of stuff versus, you know, having a little bit more of the passive type time? I do no active. I don't answer the phones. I don't go on appointments. I don't go on the sales. I don't look at the renovations. I don't look at the land. I don't talk to the land buyers or the land sellers. Um, What I do um, is I'm like, Hey, I just got to, we just moved to Florida. So I'm looking at these markets and I'm seeing all this opportunity. And I I call my marketing company. I'm like, hey, I want to be in this county and that county. And that's what I do. (laughs) I'm like the the guy that, okay, I see this. We're going to implement this. We're going to build this, the visionary basically. And then I love to look at the numbers. I not Maybe I don't love it. I love to see the good KPIs, the key performance indicators. 
And I'm the one that's like, okay, let's get rid of, we stopped cold calling, not because it wasn't profitable. It's just a couple other things like management issues, but I'm the guy that just says, let's get rid of this marketing channel. So I still, I still own the marketing side of things, even though I have a marketing director, but that's about as active as I'm getting looking at the numbers. We should go into this County or get the heck out of this County type thing. And so as you're making that transition and trying and starting to hand off things, you know, what is some advice that you would give to somebody who wants to get into a little bit more passive where they're not fully active and like managing all the day-to-day activities if they were to kind of wanting to start freeing up their time a little bit more and outsourcing some of the things? Yeah, I would say the best advice is the first thing I would say is get over yourself. There's people out there that can do a better job than you. You're not the only one that can do that that one thing, unless you love it, then keep doing it. But I get bored of things very quickly. So I'm fine, like getting it off my plate. So right now I'm hiring someone to take my phone calls, answer all my emails. You know, it's, it's a hard, I actually have already hired someone for that position and he didn't work out. I was just talking to you about that um, right before we jumped on here. My calendar was messed up. He was like responding in weird ways to people on emails that made me look bad. So it's just got to be willing to say, Hey, I made a mistake or, Hey, I'm going to improve that. Or you could have the other side of the spectrum where that person, that addition to your team changes your life for the better. You serve them, you serve their families and others. Um, So I think people like look at the negative side. Well, what if they rob me blind? What if they make you a million bucks? We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us, because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level, and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both, and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. So for you, where has been the best places that you've found the like quality people to help be in addition to your team? So that first hire, uh, she's still with me today. She's been with me since April, 2016. Um, I found her on Nextdoor app, the Nextdoor app. It's like the little green logo. She was actually in, like down the street, a couple, about five miles from where I currently live. And then I would say I've got a lot of people off Upwork, freelancing. I hire like random things that I need done on Fiverr.com. Now, I've got a belief that when you hire someone for something, if they're good at it, you can figure out other things for them to do in your company. And eventually, if you can get that person full-time, a freelancer, a freelancer doesn't want to, I don't think they want to have to worry about doing jobs for 20 people. If they can fit into a culture and become a family member, team member, they're going to be way happier in the end. So I try and do that with people. If they do a good job at one thing, they'll probably do a good job at something else. I've also found people, one time I was speaking at my meetup that I used to hold in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We actually still hold it. I mean, a couple partners, they're doing it live still. One day I said, Hey, I'm looking for an office manager. Just threw it out there. Like 
to the universe and God, like whoever was listening type thing. And I kid you not, a lady walked up to me and said, Hey, I'd be interested in that position. And she didn't know why she did that. Like we had this conversation like a last, last week. She's been with me two years now, by the way. And she's just the most incredible human being. She's in Cabo right now on vacation, but she's in Cabo right now. She's on vacation. But, you know, we had just this conversation the other day, like she didn't know why she came up to me at the end there. And she's been with me two years now, just the most incredible human being. And she left a great job with University of Arizona, not to be confused with University of Phoenix, but she left a great job to come to my company. And I was nervous. I was like trying to talk her out of it because I was like, well, what if this is not as good of a job as what she's got? But she said she was just so miserable doing what she was doing. Not that University of Arizona was bad. It was just that what she was doing was no longer fulfilling her. And now sometimes she'll catch herself working like 15 hour days, seven days a week. And I'm like, oh, that's a bad thing. Don't work that long. But she's like, no, I love this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that's, I don't even remember what the question was. I think I got off on a little tangent there, but your team, they're an investment. It's an investment. It's going to pay off huge returns. And if it's not, then you need to release the burden. You need to release that person from their burden because maybe they're not being fulfilled by what you're having them do. It's like the right person in the right seat on the right bus type thing. Yeah. And especially if she's in the right time, in the right place in the right time. Also, she was looking for a way out. You're looking for somebody and it just ended up being a great match for you guys. So like, yes, everything is about timing. And, and I don't believe there's no such thing as coincidences. Like I've been looking for an, another executive assistant, executive assistant now for a couple months. And I've been wanting to reach out to this one person that she was an amazing executive assistant for Tom Kroll with Wholesaling Inc. I knew she went and started her own business. Tony is her name. She has an amazing bookkeeping company. Anybody needs a bookkeeper, I'd be happy to share her. But I was like, I'm going to reach out to her. So I reached out to her yesterday, Tony. I said, hey, what are you doing? How are you doing? And do you know an executive assistant? She already connected me with someone. She's a great fit. And we're going to do wonderful things together. That's really great to hear. And so one of the other things that you had mentioned was sometimes you'll find, you'll post jobs and things that you're looking for on Upworks and a couple of other different sites online. And so when you're posting on those jobs descriptions, do they primarily need to have some type of like real estate background or anything like that? Or how do you pick and choose between all the different people who actually come and inquire about it? It's overwhelming. And no, I don't think that like, When I'm putting someone, say, for instance, uh, as an acquisition manager, they don't have to have experience in sales. I want them to be good-hearted people that want to serve others because I can't train that. (laughs) Yeah. But I can teach you how to buy things. I can teach you how to buy a house. I can teach you how to buy land and run comps and and do all this stuff. I mean, I have a course that teaches people how to do that, but I can't teach you how to serve people. So, And then just like with the executive assistant that I'm hiring... Tracy, she's came from uh, fine dining management. Like she managed a fine dining restaurant on Palm Beach Island. She knows nothing about real estate, but if she can manage a restaurant, like like she can manage a real estate company and, and my travel and getting me on stage and podcasts and fixing my calendar and answering my emails. I mean, that's going to be like easy work for her. <laughs> so no, I don't think experience is needed. I think just resourcefulness 
someone that's willing to search for answers and not just say, well, I don't know how to do this and make up an excuse. And you'll figure that out really quickly if you've got someone like that on your team. I call those less than A players. And usually A players will pull up your C and B players to A players. But also here's the thing, here's the reverse opposite of the spectrum. A C player will pull your A players down as well. So you don't want to keep the C players on the team too long. Now, if they're a B, you can pull them up to an A. Yeah, no, that's really great. Especially like what you had mentioned about, you know, having them already have good inherent values already built into them because you can't teach that, but you can teach all the other skills that they might learn on the job. That's so good. Yeah, that's so true. You're right. So what are you most excited about now, Brent? Man, just being on the, how did you, they do it real estate? (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I'll stop it. Thank you. (laughs) You know what? I'm excited about like this morning, I got to run on the beach for like a few miles and I got to dive into the water a couple of times because I was like having a heat stroke in Florida. I'm still adjusting from that beautiful Colorado weather to this uh, humid heat in Florida. But I mean, that was exciting. You know, what am I most excited about? I just, I just launched a YouTube channel about two months ago and that's kicking off like crazy. I'm I'm actually talking like all things, land investing, how to buy land, how to sell land. And that's just growing like crazy with subscribers. So I get excited when more people subscribe. I mean, it's been a little slow start, but you know, I got a lot of things going on. We're starting land in Florida. We're picking it back up. We kind of slowed down on land in Florida and there's just so much opportunity out there right now. And it's just hard to, uh, stay focused sometimes too. (laughs) And then I'm also excited about just seeing my students grow. I've got, I literally just had a student text me. I won't give his name, but he's buying a piece of land for 1900 bucks and he's selling it for 19,000. And the guy doesn't even need the money. Like he's just doing this for fun. But what that gets me excited about is some people do need the money. An extra $19,000 will change someone's life or an extra $190 a month could be the difference of someone affording medication or not affording medication each month. So if I can show a student how to make an additional, you know, two, $300 a week, that's exciting to me. So I would say that's probably the number one most exciting thing right now for me. Thanks so much, Brent. And really appreciate you coming back on the show today and sharing all of that. I really appreciate it. I can't believe you had me back. So I'm just super honored. (laughs) Well, Brent, if our listeners wanted to learn more about you, where's the best place that they can go to find out more? Man, I'm going to give you three places. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm sorry, not LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn. I meant to say Instagram. Brent L. Bowers is my handle on Instagram. Check out my YouTube channel, Brent Bowers. Or if you want to learn about my land course where I teach people how to make an additional couple hundred dollars a week, head over to thelandsharks.com. Awesome. Well, appreciate it again, all of your time today, Brent. Thanks, Eileen. Appreciate you having me again. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate. We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.